Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today, I just want to say thank you to Novartis for being a sponsor of FACTS Roundtable Podcast. Today's guest was not sponsored by Novartis or compensated in any way to participate in this specific podcast. Saying yes when no comes up more often than we would like is tough. And with the holiday season arriving, we'll have plenty of opportunities to flex our no vocal cords in very loving and kind ways. We're sitting down with FACT's Vice President of Education, Kristen Osborne, to explore methods for how to effectively say no as you set boundaries and protect your self-care and unsafe allergen situations so you can stay focused on you and your family this holiday season. Welcome back to FACT's Roundtable Podcast, Kristen. This is going to be another great podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on today. It is always a delight. Before we take an exploration into saying no during the holidays, let's start off with why self-care is so crucial for family harmony. It almost feels counterintuitive that focusing on oneself would have such a great impact on the entire group. It does, doesn't it? When we give of ourselves to others, our own self is depleted. And self-care is crucial for harmony in the family because the needs of the caregiver are being filled. It's important to take time for yourself, whether that is learning to do a new hobby or listening to a podcast or taking time to read a book. Whatever you enjoy, you should strive to do something every single day, because as a food allergy parent or someone living with food allergies, our time is so precious and we devote so much of that time and energy to reading food allergy labels and trying to navigate the pitfalls and highs and lows of living with food allergies in itself. But when you are taking care of others and you don't have anything left, what do you have to give them? And it's important to make sure that we are giving to ourselves so we're able to give to others. That makes complete sense. Thank you. Let's turn our attention to a few situations where someone might need to say no to a really important or big situation, such as attending an event. Can you give us a few examples of when the need to say no might pop up? There are several times when someone may need to say no to an invite or attending an event. Birthday parties, weddings, sleepovers, and holiday gatherings are several events that may need to be avoided with food allergies. Typically, your attendance is determined on your comfort level and if you can bring your own safe foods, the logistics of the gathering. And I myself encountered something very uncomfortable when navigating and saying yes to an event and how the repercussions still affect us 
to this day. Several years ago, we went to visit with family who live locally, and some other family from out of town were visiting as well. My husband had discussed in advance our children's food allergies and the necessary precautions that we needed. I went alone with the children to the event as my husband had other commitments. When I arrived, I explained again our specific allergies, was assured everything was fine. Unfortunately, everything was not fine. There was a large gathering of family in a small communal area, and many of the allergens we avoid were present. Eggs, dairy, wheat, and nuts. Additionally, egg salad sandwiches were prepared for everyone to eat as a snack. One request we asked was that if someone ate food, they would sit at the table and then wash their hands after. Imagine having your children present, both of which who are allergic to eggs. An egg salad is in everything. Bread, on hands, on mouths, and on surfaces of the home. Cousins were running around having fun like they should, but with egg salad in their hands. And my children were immediately concerned. I explained again that the kids were allergic to eggs and egg salad sandwiches contained eggs, among other things. The response was that they weren't aware of the allergens and that my kids weren't eating the egg salad sandwich, so it was okay. As a food allergy parent, all of this pre-planning and education about life-threatening food allergies and safety of my children was dismissed. And that was a difficult feeling to deal with. At this point in the conversation, I knew my personal feelings of having the kids so close in contact to their allergens. I took my kids aside and asked how they felt. Because ultimately, they were the ones with the allergy. They explained that they were extremely uncomfortable and wanted to leave. And that's exactly what we did. That is a story that I think almost all of us can relate to. But I am hinged now waiting to hear what happened. How did they respond? And how did you say we're leaving? Well, I said, unfortunately, I've explained a couple of times about the kids' allergies and what their needs are. It's possible that if we stay here, we'll go to the emergency room because someone will have an anaphylactic reaction. And we don't want that. Unfortunately, we have to go. And we left. It was not well received at all. To this day, it's still a topic that is still a fresh wound. Everyone has their own perspective of what really happened. And I think that people know what they know. And when something is new and they have to adapt or change, sometimes they don't know how to do that. And I was asking someone to do something in their own home. And I was the inferior meaning I was the person that should be saying yes because I needed to respect people who were telling me what to do. Unfortunately, that's a decision that the kids have made about going to this family member's home, and any time that they choose to go will be when they go, and they haven't. I am cheering you and your family on. That was absolutely brilliant. So many of us have been in that situation, and it's even harder if you're part of certain cultures where you are absolutely expected to say yes. And when you're saying no, that does not go over well. But I also think there's a little bit of empowerment there. You're sitting in the background going, yes, you know, I I set my boundary. I kept my family safe. We did not go to the ER. and, And I had the hard conversation and I had the hard situation, but we made it through really well. 
Yeah, there definitely is that feeling of empowerment after you set your boundary and stick to it. There is also the feeling of, should I have done that? I mean, I question if I should have done that because I want to keep the peace like most people. And at the end of the day, I knew what was safe for my family. And I knew on the spectrum of comfortable my children weren't comfortable and my job is to protect them. And that's what I needed to do. There's the power of no. Sometimes though, I know it feels harder to say no to what seems small, but it's not small. So for example, saying no to grandma's famous apple pie feels as if we're saying no to grandma herself. Can you now talk about how to break down and understand that saying of no? You gave us a little taste of it in this last story you shared, but if you can maybe break it down a little deeper for our listeners on preparing to say no, or you know ahead of time that's coming. Exactly. You have to practice in advance. And even for the person that's receiving the no, it's helpful for them to understand that oftentimes no and the respect of food allergies means that they're saying no because they know what may happen. They've had it happen in the past and they want to do everything possible to avoid it at all costs. I know that when I ingest this, I have an allergic reaction. I may have an anaphylactic reaction. I may have hives all over my body. I go to the emergency room. I may be unable to breathe. These are things that stay in the mind of someone with food allergies. So when they say no, they're not saying no to you as a person. They're saying no to the events that they know may come. And as for the person themselves with food allergies or the parent of a child with food allergies, no is something that you should practice time and time again ahead of time. No, thank you. No, thank you is a complete sentence. I'm uncomfortable with that. No, thank you. I would prefer not to do that. For example, having Cheese-covered chips and mixed nuts at a party is problematic if you have a dairy or tree nut allergy. Having a conversation with the host or grandma in advance of the gathering is essential to better understand the logistics. What foods will be served? Who may attend? Is a gathering potluck style where each person brings a different dish or is the gathering catered? Having a gentle conversation in advance will provide clear communication for both parties and allow room for education on food allergies, how allergens can be shared through a kiss or on surfaces or on cross-contact. So it's important to educate, do it in advance, and practice saying no in advance as well. Beautiful insight. And I love how you're emphasizing that you're not saying no to the person, you're saying no to the situation. Exactly. Going even deeper now, what steps do you suggest someone can take to say in a loving way, no, but while offering a solution? Let's be honest, using the word no can be very intimidating. Practice saying no in advance you know, making a statement, I would love to, but then offer an explanation. I would love to, but we aren't comfortable doing that. And then sometimes you don't even need to kind of make that statement. No means no. And sometimes you don't have to give an explanation. It's important, though, when you are saying no, that you do it in the most communicative, assertive way, but not so that the person receiving the no immediately shuts down because you want to have an open conversation about 
what no means and why it's important. You know, if you're saying no to, we can't come to the holiday party because you all love to eat pecans and our son or our daughter is allergic to tree nuts. Why not offer another solution? So maybe the pecans are put away until we leave, or maybe the pecans don't come out at all. Can I offer a safe snack that we eat? Can I show you that? Can I share it with you? Because we eat it, it's delicious, and maybe you'll like it too. That way you're sharing a part of yourself with someone else. They get a better insight on how you live, and maybe they'll be receptive to that. That is very, very clever. Now, I mentioned earlier, I do come from an ethnic household, and in the culture I grew up with, saying no was unacceptable. And then also, I used to train in the hospitality industry, actually worldwide. So when I would go to a country, I'd have to study the culture a little bit. And then I would have to ask my questions in certain ways, because in certain cultures that I trained in, it was considered rude to say no. So if you're training somebody, the yes and no questions did not work. So based on just those cultural nuances, what tips might you have for those of us who are expected to say yes but we must say no. And I don't know if you've ever run into this yourself. Absolutely. I mean, it can be challenging to say no when the cultural answer is yes, and yes without hesitation. In many cultures, there's this deep respect for hierarchy and its elders. And when an elder makes a request, the request is satisfied because that's what you do. It may seem unnatural to say no in situations like these, but I found that when you practice or have a script of words to say in advance, it's helpful and empowering, like we mentioned earlier. The script could start out like, I understand you want to have pecans at the party, but having that is extremely dangerous for my child because it could send him to the hospital. Or you could fill in, it's harmful, require a visit to the emergency room, or so on. Another option is to simply say some version of thanks, but no thanks. Even after you say no, understand that the answer may not be well-received, and that's okay. In the egg salad situation I mentioned earlier, the decision for us to leave early was interpreted differently than I would have hoped. In the end, stand firm in your decision and know that no is a complete sentence. Oftentimes in culture, sometimes you may even encounter when someone says yes, and yes means I understand, not I confirm that as a statement. Excellent point. You could say, mom or dad, we can't have this at the party. And they say, yes. And that yes could mean, I I heard what you said. I think I understand what you said, but we're still going to have pecans at the party. So instead of asking an open-ended question, be more direct and make sure that everyone is clear on what the plan of action is. I've ran into that myself where I've asked about something and get the answer back of, oh, it's okay, I got it. And now I've learned, well, what does I got it mean? Exactly. So then I go a little farther and I'm like, okay, so what does I got it mean? What are you going to do here? And we'll start going through steps and then we'll find the error. But sometimes I realize there's a language barrier going on. And so I have to make sure I'm being cognizant of that too. That's very important. You always want to make sure that you ask clarifying questions. Because when you say, yes, I got it, what exactly does that mean? 
It could mean a host of different things. Ask clarifying questions so it's clear what the person means and what you mean, and make sure that you have the right tools and right plan for the event, because you don't want to get to the event the day of, and it's nothing as you expected, because then you have to leave because egg salad is everywhere. It happens to the best of us. Now, what are your thoughts about those of us who really want to say yes to the potluck or the trip to the cousin's house? We really want to do it. But we know deep down that that event is going to be a stressful food allergy minefield. So what tips do you have on how we can speak to ourselves so we can skip the guilt and find that peace of mind? It's a human feeling to want to make sure that everyone else is taken care of and that everyone else is okay with a decision that's made. What you want to do is give yourself grace to back out of events or situations that make you feel uncomfortable. It is better to say no than to regret a decision you made to make others feel comfortable. Have a no mantra. No means I'm keeping myself safe. I'm comfortable with my decision. It's okay to say no. No is a complete sentence. Say these things to yourself often so that when you're in a situation where you feel pressured or guilty about saying no, you have that confidence and that mantra to back up your decision. That is beautiful advice. Before we wrap up today, do you have anything else you'd like to share with listeners? The holidays are full of friends and family and food, the three F's. Just know that it's okay to say no any time you encounter the feeling of being uncomfortable or knowing that in a situation with family, friends, or food, you may be putting your safety at risk. No is okay. No is a complete sentence. And stand in your power with the word no. Excellent. Well, thank you once again, Kristen, for your time always, 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 we walk away with more information at the end of our time than we had at the beginning. This was really powerful information that's going to help a lot of us navigate the holidays and just the year ahead. So thank you so much for being with us today. You're very welcome. Thanks again, Caroline. Before we say goodbye, I just want to say thank you one more time to Novartis for sponsoring Facts Roundtable podcast. Today's guest was not sponsored by Novartis or compensated in any way to participate in this specific podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.